Hello, bonjour. bonjour. Welcome to Pardon Our French with Quincy and Justine. It's our first episode. Yes. We're very excited that you're joining us on this journey, and we really want to take you through sort of the ups, the downs of life in Paris. Uh, we're going to have special guests, recommendations for your future travels, and we really want to expose the reality of what living in a foreign country is like um, in terms of dating, work mm -hmm. life, making friends, really mental, physical health, and of course, give you some insider recommendations for Paris, what's over hyped what lives up to the hype there are a lot of overhyped places yeah. <laughs> let's just say <laughs> we want this podcast to be a space where you can really get a feel for what it's like moving abroad especially in a city that's known to be so idyllic and romanticized mm -hmm. all the time just to share what every day is like um, but first let's share more about who we are and how we even got here so on that note quincy do you want to start us off Absolutely. So I'm from outside Boston, and I mean, it's always been my dream to live in Paris. I've just really loved and admired the culture for so long. So actually in high school, I had the opportunity to spend my third year in Rennes, and I lived with a French host family. All my classes were in French. It was very true immersion. And it was honestly that year, once I knew I could be that happy, that I you know committed to myself, even, of course, I had to go back to the U.S. Um, and go to college, and uh, I did that in New York City, which is wonderful, but I knew that I was going to spend my third year of college in Paris after having that experience in high school. Um, so, of course, four months into my you know college study abroad, COVID happened, and I was definitely faced with a lot of hard decisions. <laughs> um, my program at the time was 72 people, and uh, 70 left and went back to the U.S. Yeah, so they had to sign a waiver, or first it was, please send us your ticket home. And I just Didn't. said no. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to let that one marinate in the inbox. Um, and then they had me sign a waiver basically saying that they were not liable if I, you know, got COVID and were to fall ill. Um, and I just told them that I was staying. So... And I'm so glad that I did because, you know, at the time people were like, oh, it's just going to be a two-week week thing. You'll oh be back. We'll send you back in a what month a or something. <laughs> yeah, huge lie. Um, so I did endure the confinement, uh, as the French call it, the curfews, the, you know. Pas sanitaire. The pas sanitaire, <laughs> the, all of that. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about yeah, that later. Absolutely. But it was not the easiest time, I'll tell yeah. you that. But I'm so thankful that I stayed. Um, and that's another reason why, you know, I applied to my master's program and that I've, you know, been able to be here today. I am now working at an international organization in Paris um, where I interned during my master's. And truly, like, now is the first time that I'm, you know, really embarking on full fledged adult life in Paris. Yeah. Like just all of crazy. our friend group, I feel. Yeah. We're all done with school. Yeah. We're in our little jobs. <laughs> <laughs> our big girl jobs. Yes. I call it little because my job is what finances my like real life. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's a cultural thing too. Like we'll yeah. talk more about that, but there's such a difference in like the importance that's put on work and like what you're expected to get out of a job. Yes. And absolutely. Versus, you know, in the United States, it's just the expectations are so different for what role that your job will be in your life. Yeah. Um, Ooh, we get 35 days of vacation, paid vacation. Can't beat that, baby. Come on. <laughs> um, wow, where do I start? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm from California. I grew up in the Silicon Valley. Um, and I kind of am a cheater, if you will, because my parents are actually French. They are originally from Lyon, um, and they moved to California when they were about 22, 24 um, for work because it was my dad's dream to, one, live in San Francisco, and then also... There are a lot of opportunities in the Silicon Valley for them and what they do. Um, 
I think I've always known that I was going to live in France. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I didn't know when that was going to happen. But, I mean, my whole family is in France. Just my parents and my brother are in the U.S. And every time we would visit family, they're like, wow, t'es française, toi. Like, you're, <laughs> you're so French. Like, you're going to end up – you're going to end up here. Um, so I kind of just, like, had faith that was going to happen. I didn't really plan anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I did my undergrad in L.A. Um, I also loved being in L.A., so I ended up staying there after I finished and graduated. And I had to work, like I had a job, I worked in Pasadena. I was, that was kind of like my goal was to like work there. And once I achieved it, I was like, well, <laughs> I don't feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. um, and then COVID hit and yeah. I got furloughed and I kind of waited it out a bit. People, as you said, <laughs> said it was gonna be two weeks, um, ended up being <laughs> way longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and pretty much I got to the point where we were like, five months in and I was like, I can't just wait around. Like I, you know what, this is the time. I'm yeah. going to get my MBA. I'm going to get in France because why not? Absolutely. I had just gone through a breakup and I was like, fuck this city yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I applied, I got in and by January I was in Paris. Mm. And yeah. um, I think like one or two months in, I had Quincy in my DMs and I was like, I'm so glad she did because... <laughs> It was honestly like, how do I explain this? If you've ever been to Paris or you have an image of Paris, you know, yeah. you have the terrasse, like people out drinking coffee, everything was closed. Like yeah. I got here and it was a ghost town. Yeah. I think our first, the first time we hung out, we bought coffees at a takeaway place and yeah. we sat on a bench in January in, in the, the Place des Vosges. <laughs> in case you don't know what January is like in France, it's yeah. fucking cold. And I'm from California, so I'm okay. not used and to that. As someone from Boston, it was not that cold. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I was there in a freaking like puffer jacket and she's here in a tank top. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, everything was closed. It was so depressing. I was like, I'm not going to meet anyone. And my program ended up being online for the first semester. Yeah. So it was really hard to meet people. That was definitely, um, like, one of the biggest transitions, like, away from school and, yeah. I guess, into work. Um, the French work environment isn't necessarily geared towards making friends mm -hmm. as much as it is in the U.S. Um, so, like, really not having a structure of of that, yeah. I, I, I guess, as a resource to meet people, uh, you really did have to kind of put yourself out there, which yeah. is what I did Yeah, <laughs> when I, I mean, DM Justine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad she did. And, yeah, I feel like we'll talk more about what French like friendships look like because it, it's really different from the U.S. Yeah. Um, and I kind of have like that insight to like French culture just with my family, but it wasn't at all like I've I've experienced so much culture shock just because yeah. living in the U.S. and coming to France, it's just so different. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got here. It was ghost town. You had to mm -hmm. have like once things started opening up, you had to have a pass sanitaire mm -hmm. and then show that you'd been like tested for COVID. Um, and I think for me I, and I'm sure for you as well. It was like the first time in my life I made a decision for myself mm. without considering anybody else. I got here, I think, four days before like full lockdown. Mm -hmm. And um, it was cool because when I got here, it was like all decorated for Christmas. And yeah. like there was still some life happening outside. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, <laughs> this is it, folks. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. locked in. <laughs> um, you can co only come out for one hour a day. Yeah. And Within the one kilometer around of your, you, of your yeah. home. And we just made and our houses one kilometer away. Yeah, we did. <laughs> now <actually>. they are, <laughs> yeah. thankfully. But they definitely weren't before. <laughs> no. Yeah, we – that was – that was those were tough times, but they were also, like, times that we built so much, like, wonderful yeah. 
like quality friendship yeah so I'm yeah and I think for both of us COVID did have like a lot of silver lining in it so yeah I think that that is always good to call back on because I know it's always talked about in a very you know negative and disruptive way but it created an opportunity for both of us to really embrace decisions um that would you know that we were advocating for ourselves and we knew would make us happy um and I think that that is a very empowering thing for us. Absolutely. And the great thing is, is that Paris is obviously quite a nice place to visit. So yes. we've both had tons of friends come to visit, which is like, honestly, for me, is one of my favorite things yeah. because I think a lot of people don't understand like what we're doing here necessarily. And so it's mm-hmm. great to be able to have friends come and to show them like what you're doing in your everyday life and like what your life is like. Because I think there is so much mystery about it. Yeah. Um. So kind of bringing that into reality for the people that you love and care about yeah. in the U.S. who don't get to see you a lot, I think is, yeah. it's one of my favorite things. Me too. I'm I'm so grateful that they've even, like, made the time to come visit exactly, and, like, yeah. see me. Because um, I don't, I mean, like, it's expensive. Like, it is expensive. Especially, yeah. like, when, it's like, what, for me, it's a 14-hour flight. For you, Gosh. it's, like, eight, six Yeah, so between six and eight, depending on the direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, it's a commitment um, to keep your friendship strong yeah. and like visit each other. Yeah. So like, shout out to all of our yes, wonderful, wonderful you. friends in the US and family, of course. Um, we do really love and miss you. And I think that, I don't know, like it's it's always really emotional going back yeah. to the US and, you know, seeing such good friends, but only getting yeah. to see them like once a year, maybe yeah. um, here and there. Like when I go back to New York, I just try to message you know, Everyone. my good friends and say like, hey, like, let's do this or that. It, and it doesn't even have to be like, let's go get a drink. It could be like, let's go to a yoga class or like, let's do something that we yeah. would do together. Um, like recreating our like fondest memories. Exactly. Exactly. And for instance, my friend Alexa, who came, um, we like went to a boxing class together because we used to go to Rumble in New York together. Aww. So like that's, you know, yeah. that was fun. And it's always great to be able to like share those kind of more everyday moments with them as well. Absolutely. I know. I make it a point to get to Disneyland, all my Disney besties. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Laguna Beach and just, like, recreate those really, really special memories with those friends. Yeah. Um, and it's never long enough. Yeah, of course. Never. It's never long enough. But then also it's such a weird torn feeling between, like, I miss them so much and mm-hmm. my life there. But, like, I belong here. Yeah. And yeah. when I'm back, it feels like this is how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure this is the same for you. But the longer that I'm here, the more, you know, because it started out, like, when I first moved here, it was, oh, you're going to be here for nine months. Yeah. You're going to be here for a school year. I was going to be here for my master's, yeah. Yeah. And then it was, okay, it's COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll still be here for nine months. And then, oh, instead of going home and doing my classes at Columbia from, you know, my mom or dad's house, mm. why don't you just do them from Paris. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, and kind of finagling a visa for that. Um, <laughs> I had that easy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you're yeah. so lucky. I'm so jealous. I will be going for French citizenship soon. Yes. Um, we'll talk more about that later. But uh, yeah, so it kind of, for me, it was like very piecemeal. It wasn't necessarily like, okay, you will be moving to France for the next four years. Because I think that would have been quite yeah. overwhelming. I think it's overwhelming. Um, so it was like the way that it happened was bit by bit, you know, okay, do your senior year of Columbia yeah. online from Paris. And then it was, oh, like, I'm interested in furthering my education in this way. Why yeah. don't I apply to Sciences Po? Yeah. Because that would also give me some credit um, in terms of like French employers to see something yep. that they recognize 
Um, yeah. And that has been really helpful as well. And, you know, we'll talk yeah. more about work life and yeah, of course, it's all like, those differences I think, <laughs> more yeah, later. The, but the biggest thing is just like not having this pressure to commit to something and mm-hmm. like knowing you always have the option to go back. And I think we're both people who always put others before That's ourselves. Very true. <laughs> and I was living um, with my best friend, Elora. We had this amazing house in LA. We were yeah. literally dr- like living the dream life. We were mm-hmm. road tripping up and down California to visit my parents and house it. And sounds amazing. <laughs> it was just such a good time. And it was like also such an, a nice part of COVID, if you will, like a silver lining because we got extremely close and mm-hmm. we didn't have work in the way and it, we built lots of, like we created so many good memories. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to leave without her and it's going to be really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. And I know that even if nobody expected it of me, I would always kind of think like, okay, well, I'm going to leave like my best friend, like that's going to be so hard and mm-hmm. I don't want to like hurt our friendship or like, you know, whatever. And like, oh, I'm going to move away from my parents. And like, they just did this. Like, I'm doing the opposite of them pretty much. Like they left their parents to go to the U.S. and I'm leaving them to go to France. And like, I don't want them to get badly, but it's like really making that decision for yourself and saying like, this is what I want. And then I think I'm doing it. You know, all the people who really are like those true friends that you've made along the way are... You realize that so much... You know, you still have them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I still have my close friends from college and from high school. Same, yeah. And, you know, it's the people who are really, you know, invested in you and you're mm-hmm. invested in them and those relationships are still there. Yeah. And they'll um, understand. Yeah. I think it's that's like the they want to support thing. you and they want to, you know, be your champion in what you're doing. So. Yeah. And come visit. Yeah. <laughs> and stay with us for nine months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out, Laura. <laughs> yeah. Come back also. <laughs> yeah. So... That's how we got here. That is how we got here. Um, I think it, I mean, obviously that's a very brief overview and we'll yeah. go into depth <laughs> about so many things. Um, so I think the first thing, I think next episode, we should definitely talk about l'administration française. Ah, bien sûr. Um, <laughs> just like the French system and what you have to do when you get here, because it's not like you land and you're like, I'm here and everything's great. It's like, no. Yeah. You have to find an apartment. You have to start a bank account. You have to get a phone number. You have to get a capital You have to. You know, I didn't have a real phone plan for the first. I know. Two years. No, no. Honestly, actually, no. Until still now. (laughs) (laughs) Until I think four months ago. How'd you get a bank account? That's a very good question. It took a long time because they kept misspelling Massachusetts. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) Typique. Yeah, very, very typique. Um, No, but I, you know, because when I first arrived, I was like, oh, I'll be here for nine months. And I heard what, like, a nightmare it is to cancel French phone plans. So I was like, I'll just do the prepaid one. And Um, I would go on and pay every month, which I realized I was spending a fortune compared to what I could have been doing on a real plan. Yeah, it's cheap here. Like, it's 20 euros a month. Yeah, so now I'm switched over, thank God. Yeah, Um, but changing it is fucking hard yeah like you have to freaking send so many letters yeah and have them accept them and if you go into the freaking boutique they're like oh no ce n'est pas possible yeah <laughs> in the boutique you the have amount to of times that that phrase will like reduce me to tears <sighs> yeah it has such it's yeah it has a whole history of like <laughs> just like every frustrating experience you've ever had in france i feel like, like i just get filled with rage yeah. i'm like <laughs> What do you mean it's not possible? <laughs> it is possible. You just don't want to do it. No. Yeah. I was very lucky when I went to get my phone plan. There was this kind of younger guy who was my, you know, concierge. Oh, Sam. And <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of had like some rant. Like you had to prove that you live in your apartment. Yeah. So you have to have like a gas bill or something. Yeah. And I had like one random bill. And he was like, 
We need more. <laughs> but he was like, just ask for me when you come back and like do it officially. Else okay. they're not going to accept it. But oh, he that's did. Nice. Um, so I was very thankful. There's some like some diamonds in the, <laughs> some diamonds in the rough for yeah. sure. So next week we will be talking about everything you have to do in your first couple weeks of yeah. moving here. And just like what it takes to move your whole life across the pond. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Um, thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. We're very excited about this. Um, yeah. We've been like buzzing about this all week. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> like so excited. Very excited. So a bientôt. A bientôt indeed. Indeed.